0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, the most boring Grand Prix 2022 edition. But you best believe that usually when we have boring races, that tends to be the longest podcast. So maybe... Fingers crossed Katie has some kind of 45-minute FIA rant in her, but I'm not sure anything really went on. We are also joined by Team WTF1 live. Oh, yes, we are live. They're actually in our living room right now. And a uh, big shout-out to you uh, if you've joined uh, us live on Team WTF1. And this podcast is also once again sponsored by Elgato, our season-long partners and making us almost sound like professionals with this great equipment and making me do Race Rundown really well in Internet's Best Reactions as well, if you saw that. Crisp quality. Lovely stuff. And now the final shout-out, and the one that I enjoy the most, uh, mainly because it's an ego boost for all of us. Uh, and that's <laughs> when uh, you give us a five-star review. Uh, and if you do submit a five-star review, we choose one at random. Uh, well, not ra- random. Tommy chooses one of the good ones, I'm assuming, uh, at five stars. And uh, we shout them out in the podcast. This one is from Flying Emu 11 from the, from, from the New Zealand <laughs> you
1: can tell it was Why the UK written... last time and I just replaced UK with New Zealand
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> my bad Tommy knows I'm Ron Burgundy he just reads everything yeah. that I see uh, this comes in from Flying Emu uh, the best podcast ever is my first words every day I wake up and look on Apple Podcasts to see if the best F1 podcasters have uploaded a new one of their great show these guys are funny and very knowledgeable. WTF1 has made me an F1 fan. I am today. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you. A flying really EU. Like we, we really are hitting every demographic, aren't we? Uh, so big thank you uh, for those kind words. Not so kind words are coming now for, towards the Mexico City Grand Prix. <clears throat> Let's get some three word race reviews in from fans. Hannes underscore Bloma. Two hour nap. A.K. Ronas Zegi. Happy Papa Perez, uh, Alec Jacks underscore 17, Boring But Danny, and, wa- and Sash v- v- Van Page, Verstappen 14 wins. Of course, you got that one in there, Tommy, didn't you? Always. Yeah, no, no surprise there. Something about Verstappen all the time. <laughs> no, fair enough. Max was very good. Uh, yes, uh, of course, I don't think we're going to talk much about how boring it was because, uh, yes, it was dull. I've seen a few people out there clearly uh, closeted danny rick fans uh, that have said oh, what are you talking about that was a great race what world was that a great race yes there was a little bit of action in the middle but we'll, we'll get into that we're going to start with my three-word race review and it is mercedes r ferrari question mark now i'm not trying to bait everyone i'm not saying mercedes are anywhere near the level of what ferrari have done in terms of bottling the 2022 season although to be fair they don't have the pace but then you could say not developing their car is also a bottle anyway let's talk about mercedes p2 and p3 on the grid they were looking rather lovely we're all hyping them up weren't we going into the race oh verstappen's not gonna lead look at the length of the straight oh they're gonna fly past that didn't happen And Mercedes still had a great opportunity, in my opinion, to win the race. But they decided to go on mediums as opposed to the softs uh, that Red Bull did. Yes, the benefit of hindsight makes us all experts. But the question that me and Tommy made immediately on the live stream we do uh, for the race watch along on WTF1 Official, if you don't follow us already, was that we questioned why didn't they go on separate strategies? Why didn't they do one strategy for one driver and a different one uh, for another, but they didn't. They went with medium-hards for both, and I feel like that was a mistake.
2: I think you might be right there. It was certainly an odd strategy and one that many have been left confused by, including Red Bull. Apparently, Hamilton's first thought when he saw the tyre blankets come off of the Red Bull to reveal the Red Bull Pirellis was... Oh, bleep. Obviously, can't swear on this one. So, yeah, Mercedes knew as soon as those tie blankets came off that maybe they had uh, not really made the best call there. Um, I mean, Hamilton at the start, he was hanging on to Verstappen. Things looked to be going well. But like you say, the, the strategy that they had just wasn't wasn't the one and although you know we're used to hearing Hamilton especially maybe complain about the the tyre choices that have been made or his tyres falling away or whatever um one I think TV Direction just choose to play that because I'm sure all the other 19 drivers on the grid are having similar conversations with their you know pit wall but um I think in this case it was probably a fair comment to make because yeah like you said you know there was probably one of the best potentials there to get a victory but it didn't work out so a bit silly
1: yeah I think if Hamilton had done the strategy of medium soft or maybe gone on the same as Max would he have been able to pass we'll go into what we think about the Mexican Grand Prix circuit later we don't know but he certainly wouldn't have been what was it 15 seconds or every finish behind him like a, a long way and never got close it was not the right thing to do clearly i can't believe that i know mercedes had it set that that's what they were going to do from the start but i'm really surprised they didn't do a bit of sort of thinking on their feet and changing the calculations because you know even russell said let's go soft at the end i mean if there was any ever any ever evidence that you needed ever, the, any, d- evidence. ever <laughs> any evidence you needed <laughs> sorry it, it was a late night i was, was. I was doing yeah i was Get that coffee um, in you, lad. I know. But Ferrari, we know how bad Ferrari are on their tyres. They started on the soft tyres and were absolutely fine. When Ferrari are fine on a soft tyre, you know that the tyre wear is not bad at all. And I can't believe that Mercedes didn't just, particularly when they stayed out longer, just extend it, maybe go for the softs at the end, but to put the hards on, especially with both cars. I mean, Russell you're fourth if you do it, you're fourth if you don't, because Ferrari were just out of it. It's just baffling to me. And yeah, it seems like a really missed opportunity when they had nothing to lose.
0: Yes, yeah, so they've kind of gone with the belief that those mediums were going to fall off, right? And <laughs> Good luck. Uh, the questionable thing there is why hedge your bets with both cars with the same thing and hoping that the mediums are going to fall off when it was quite clear that the the tyre degradation wasn't that bad uh i mean sebastian vettel went 35 laps i think on the soft tires yeah. so he uh he, he did a great little stint but it, it just it it doesn't make any sense to me and i know, I know we say hindsight etc but they have nothing to lose they're trying to beat ferrari shore in the, in the constructors but they need to win and as you say tommy fourth was going to be the worst they'd get anyway and thinking on their feet was definitely something that i'm very surprised they didn't do with Russell. Russell, as you say, made the call. He said, he was I want for to a go... <laughs> Interesting description. Um, <laughs> he, he really wanted to go on the soft tyres at the end. And if we look at Danny Rick, who has had one of the most difficult seasons, if not the most difficult season of his career. Katie's still trying to stifle a laugh for audio listeners. Um, and Danny Rick finished best of the rest, even with a 10 second penalty going medium soft.
1: Yeah, it was if the that one isn't wasn't it proof
0: and i think even george russell said didn't he uh, after the race that there was uh, potentially a mistake made there um but it's just it is such a, a missed opportunity for mercedes they had to do something different they couldn't just stick with their guns the hard tires wasn't something we expected to see anyway really uh in as a preferential strategy so yeah i i think mercedes will probably have uh, some regrets let's go into a question from team w member jack c 96 but before we do that tommy <laughs> uh what do you want to say
1: i was just going to say that it's funny that mercedes were really waiting for obviously max's tires to fall off and you could tell that they didn't want to tell hamilton that they'd <laughs> made the wrong decision the entire race um, and we're kind of like, oh, don't worry, his tyres are going to fall off. There's an interesting um, post that someone put on F1 Reddit. And they've actually shared Verstappen's lap times throughout the entire race. And he pitted on lap 27 for mediums. And he did, uh, apart from lap 65 and 66, when there was a virtual safety car, from lap 27 to 71, he did a 122 every single lap without fail. They
0: were wow. never going
1: off. The consistency and Verstappen
0: is the goat. No, he's not
1: the goat.
2: goat, uh... (laughs) Quick, clip it. Clip it. The
1: goat of this year. Yeah, (laughs) the
0: greatest. Exactly. You need to greatest
1: greatest of the year. Um, Yeah, exactly. They needed to. They needed to do something different and and gamble, but not with the hards to get uh, to sort of beat Verstappen because I mean that consistency is just a joke.
0: Yeah, and uh, you. I think you were saying as well in the, when we were doing the watch-along, Tommy, that um, Mercedes said that they would gladly sacrifice one driver's race yeah. to win to try and win. George Russell the out there could have at least tried to hold Verstappen up a little bit if Max caught, up, caught him up in the last few laps of his medium stint before he went on the softs. But how quickly Danny Rick went at the end, I have to question whether there was more there. Of course, Danny Rick's coming through slower cars than what Max Verstappen is, and I... Who knows? I don't think George Russell could have won the race, but he certainly could have beaten Sergio Perez, in my opinion, uh, if not beaten Hamilton as well. So, yeah, it's it's all ifs and buts, unfortunately, but it just feels like it was a very conservative strategy for a team that is desperate to get a victory this year. Very strange. Let's go to Jack C96's question. Why were Mercedes so conservative with their tyre strategy in this race? They had nothing to lose championship wise. So surely starting one car on the softs and or letting Russell go on to them at the end would give them a better result and made the race a damn sight more interesting. Exactly. That as well, Jack. You know, why not for the entertainment, Mercedes? Ferrari were so far off the pace, they were never an issue. Why not try something different? I found it very strange uh, with with Russell, to be honest with you. Um, but we, we've kind of covered it. Moving on to Ethan Badowski. Does Lewis's lack of a win to this point say more about Red Bull's dominance or the shortcomings of the W13? I think it says more about Max Verstappen uh, than it does maybe Red Bull's dominance. Because if you take Max Verstappen out of the equation, Hamilton's won a few races
1: this year. Uh, I I think Max has won every race that Hamilton's been second, I believe, just off the top of my head. So yeah, yeah, exactly. If you take him out of it well, no one else has really won a race this year, Tommy. He's won 14 yeah. of them, so. <laughs> yeah, true. But what, but, it, but it, is, it is the case of, like you say, it's not Red Bull aren't finishing first and second every race and the best you can hope for is third.
2: That's true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the first half of the season, the W13 was just pretty much a write-off, but I think it is a mix of both. The strategy hasn't helped, but Red Bull and Max have just been a bulletproof combination. So, yeah, pity anyone that's going to try and go up against that.
0: Yeah. certainly.
1: i to add, really. Yeah. I just same as same as you, but of course, I was going to say it that it is it's more happened. Max Verstappen, um, and just he's just found that perfect, uh, you know, at one with his car, even frighteningly, probably even more so than than Hamilton was at Mercedes, which is quite scary that he's just so dominant, and now, you know, he's got that win record of. Fourteen wins in the season. Wins the last two. He'd have the best percentage as well. Uh, which to do to get that win percentage when the season is so long is actually unbelievably impressive. And um, yeah, it's very ominous for the rest of the performance because we we were saying in twenty twenty one, even twenty twenty two. I think uh, yeah, you could go back to twenty twenty two and what Max was doing in that Red Bull when it was nowhere near the Mercedes. Twenty twenty two. Sorry. 2020 2020. Go back to 2020. Go Hello, back Tommy. To, sorry when we go back to 2020 and max was in the red bull and he was finishing third or second or sometimes sneaking the odd win we were saying on the podcast you know what's it going to be like when he's older wiser and has a dominant car faster and oh my word is it dominance like insane dominance he's 31 points behind mercedes and the constructors title on his own that's insane isn't it
0: that's <laughs> absolutely insane uh, so hamilton's had four second places this year and he has been behind verstappen every single time france hungary usa and mexico uh, so yeah that would have been four wins had it not been for verstappen's uh, utter brilliance so uh, we have to give him uh, his props when needed right Speaking of props, we need to give some more to another driver as we move over to Daniel Ricciardo's biggest fan correspondent on the ground, Katie Fairman. <laughs> was it fair?
2: It was fair, man. It was, well, the penalty, 10 seconds, wasn't the greatest of things. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my gosh, it was amazing, the best drive he's ever done because he did wipe Yuki Snowder out of the race. Although, you know, the move you might say is... Well, I think Ricardo said like maybe 60-40 or 70-30. He was the one that got the penalty for it. And it's never oh, nice to see 10, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's never nice to see an incident where one of the drivers gets taken out. So that's unfortunate. But having said that, the 10-second penalty, obviously stirred something with Danny Rick and obviously the strategy. And yeah, it just felt really good to see Daniel going for it, unleashing the honey badger once again. Tom Stallard, his race engineer, tweeted a great meme. I don't know if you've seen it. It's of some like weird Barney, the dinosaur thing coming that, out of a, That one a tweet bush. of the week
0: uh last week, I think it was, uh, went for oh. about Vettel. I think it was uh to the oh. and uh, yeah. That one yeah, that was
2: great, great uh tweet there from Tom. Um, but yeah, it's genuinely like so good to see Daniel really like having a good car underneath him that he can get the potential out of, and also a strategy where he hasn't been mugged off. So the two of them just meant that we actually got to see a bit of old school Daniel Ricciardo. I'm not going to say it's like, oh, it's like Daniel's remembered how to drive because I stand by the fact that he always knows what he needs to do when he's doing it. But unfortunately, just like the man machine vibes just isn't working for him at McLaren. But yeah, really awesome. And just glad that he did it because it was a bit of entertainment, if anything else.
0: It certainly was. He carried the entire race on his back, really, just for a few overtakes. I think with Daniel Ricciardo, It's an interesting one because yes, he has been given the short straw a lot of times over the course of this season in terms of strategy, mainly because he's been slow and therefore not had the preferred strategy. And I think almost uh, McLaren getting it wrong with Lando and putting Danny Rick on a different strategy worked in his favor for once in his life, where he went from the mediums to the softs and how quick those soft tires were was, was brilliant for him. And he managed to pass so many cars from, I think he was at maybe 11th. and Then it all got the way all up he to, uh, all the way up to seventh. Albums, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Lando yeah. let him through, uh, which was obviously good from Lando. And then Danny just absolutely sped off and then cleared the rest of the pack by 10 seconds, which is something we have not said about Daniel Ricciardo for a very long time. So it, it did <laughs> fill my heart with, with a lot of warmth and a lot of love, uh, to see Danny Rick, um, back there, best of the rest. um, but yeah, it, it it I think it just shows that, yes, Danny Rick has been pretty woeful at times this season. But I think McLaren have also not done the best they possibly could with his strategy at times. And, and it's shown. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to see him get a P7. And uh, we can bask in the glory of this. We don't need to talk about the rest of the season. Right now, P7, <laughs> go on the Danny. You may have yeeted Yuki Tsunoda out the way, but he knew he was that quick. He could just drive off. So he's like, get out the way, Yuki
1: it's so funny that two people in that race and we're going to Gazi later essentially their races were so much better because they just yeeted someone out the way got a penalty and just drove off <laughs> um which maybe is going to be the tactic from now on um but yeah it was it was nice to see danny rick back uh to a point and you know, the last 20 laps he provided all the entertainment um seen the video online where he was giving the uh, finger guns to uh, the Alpine before he was about to overtake it. So he was clearly loving life. And it's good that
0: Yeah, I think he's... we just need to I think we just need to we need to dive into that slightly more there, Tommy. That the man was in the slipstream oh. of another of, an car, al- of
1: another car and was like doing a finger point like the shooting, like pew with his yeah. own with his right hand.
2: And I'm like, Who's this guy? Da- Is this the Danny Rick we, we yeah, used to know? It's the
1: old Danny Rick, isn't it? Think it was about nice him at to Kota, see it.
2: and how miserable he was after the race in Kota.
1: Absolutely. Like
2: what contrast? It just shows that's this why, is why so like good. Formula One, is like you can go from being the in the absolute worst place, absolute blinder. So, sorry,
1: yeah, he froze there. Sorry, um, yeah, the
2: uh... oh, I froze. Okay, great. <laughs> no, we <laughs> I basically... heard what you said. Don't worry. Yeah, we heard <laughs> what
1: you said. Um, but yeah, uh, the fact that yeah he'd had that absolute nightmare in Cota and it was like this could be the end of his career. Like we'll never see another even smile oh, this is really sad but never even see another smile from danny Rick because it's seemed like you've just completely like lost the you know it just lost all his love for formula 1 after austin and whatever but it's awesome to see that you know had such a great race and and to see him sort of pulling those moves um slightly miffed that he took out yuki of course but um i'm all we'll see just when he gets an yeah. F from me and uh, F one you know why. <laughs> uh, Hera9590
0: asks, why was Danny given a 10-second penalty, whereas George only got a five-second penalty for the same kind of incident? This is an interesting one, a hot topic of debate, uh, I think. Um,
2: well, surprised. let's
0: let's break down... <laughs> let's break you know down... Who, thing. me or the stewards? <laughs> um, let's break down the Danny Ricksonoda one first. I think that that was uh, pretty terrible driving from Danny, really. Yuki did open the door slightly, but... It doesn't warrant Danny Rick just sticking a nose in it wasn't of that yeah he he was never owed that racing room that was purely relying on Yuki thinking Danny's going to dive bomb me I'll give him some space, yeah. which, which shouldn't have really happened in the corner as slow as that
1: if he'd got um, the there's... traction if he'd got the traction out of that corner when he did the switchback and he'd got the because I watched it back if he'd have got the traction and he was alongside him you go well of course Yuki wouldn't turn in but he was never. Remotely alongside he down was only long mini straight
0: was when he? he hit him. Yeah, basically. When he hit,
1: the, hit the break So yeah.
0: So I think 10 seconds was absolutely warranted. The George Russell signs one, I can sort of understand in terms of obviously first and foremost, the stewards are not supposed to take into account the consequence. It's just the incident. And I suppose they look at that lap one, turn one. It was more I don't think George was ever trying to overtake Carlos Sainz. That's the, that's the difference there is that there's an understanding that it was a bit bit, like unfortunate that Carlos tried to sweep back and sort of came across as George locked up where I I think it's, it's more the intention and the fact that it was just a a very small mistake from George, which yeah, of course was a massive uh, problem for Carlos Sainz and it, it meant he didn't finish the race, but that part isn't taken into account. It's literally just the fact that George locked up and, made contact with the Ferrari. Five seconds did feel a little bit lenient for me because of, but then you take into account Carlos being out of the race. I can understand why they gave it five seconds personally.
1: Yeah, they're always more lenient on the the first lap collision. So I guess that was part of it. And yeah, for all, I don't want to go in on Danny Rick because I've just been praising him and it was an awesome drive. But yeah, the the move was absolutely awful. Like it was so poor (laughs) like it was such a bad overtake yeah it was why he didn't just wait for the dr like his pace advantage was insane that he would have easily got him uh in drs because uh or you know any other corner but that is not an overtaking spot so yeah um it was poor from danny rick but then obviously it lit a fire in him and got a car out the way and then just thought, right, I need a 10-second gap. Here we go. I'm on soft tyres. Let's go for it. And it was cool to see.
2: Yeah. No, I think, yeah, comparing the the penalties between Daniel and George last week, like you say, I think the FIA took into consideration that Russell's was first slap, turn one incident. Drivers have got a lot going on, you know, however many cars around them, trying to focus on what's going on ahead. Whereas for, for Daniel, it was just him and Yuki on track. So... Yeah, I think, I imagine that's probably why there's slightly different penalties.
0: Yeah, heavy car, cold tyres, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, next question. Ooh, splat ooh. How can you get driver of the day when taking another car out? Because no one else really... Because <laughs> <laughs> no did one did
1: any- anything. anything.
0: Uh, Bottas lost positions. Uh, so, that was the only thing I really remember seeing. Um, n- the race winner never gets driver of the day because... I don't think we saw Verstappen the entire race. So how can you give drive of the day to a car we only saw cross the line at the end? Um, no, I think Danny Rick still deserved drive of the day. It was a mistake, sure, but he did an, ama- an amazing cut through of the field and and managed to extend the uh, 10 seconds. And of course, you've got to remember drive of the day doesn't get you any points. It's just a bit of fun and it's a fan vote. And everyone was happy to see Danny Rick do well. So there you go
2: must admit, I voted for Daniel's driver of the day. Shock. Wow,
0: you were part of the problem.
2: <laughs> I am. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a valid question. But like you say, I think there was just very little to go on with what other drivers were doing. I don't think it's anything to do with TV direction. I think it's just a dull track and just not much overtaking or anything like that. So when we saw Daniel pop on those softs and zoom past all these other cars, it was like, oh, okay, well, he's actually doing something with his time, so... I'll give him my vote. I
1: don't think I've ever voted for driver. I was I think, about to say thought. the same thing. Not? Not? No. <laughs> Too busy. Always no, Always. like uh, oh. uh, uh, all of these things. Yeah, know. no.
2: If I remember uh, to do it, I'll do it. But
1: yeah. Um how can a driver yeah, I mean, he, like like we said earlier, he, he was the only one actually doing anything. It was it was quite funny in our Twitch chat actually, because we have a shaking Mattia Bonotto. Um like emoji Emo, yeah. like a Twitch mate and uh we were getting everyone to spam it in the chat to try and hope something would happen because the race was so terrible and no word of a lie as soon as people started spamming oh god it must have been all of about a minute before danny rick Not even that, yeah. it was it was crazy bearing wow. in mind as
0: well that we were about a minute or two behind watching as well mm-hmm. so i think the minute the first Matteo bonotto emote went in the chat danny rick dive bombs about yeah we channeled Mattia Bonotto energy and power into throwing people's races and we didn't get a safety car, but it was, it was a good try, wasn't it? Well, for sure. This episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com forward slash WTF1 and get on your way to being your best self. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure whether it's a career change, a new relationship or becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. I myself have tried therapy before and I absolutely recommend it. It changes your life for the better. It allows you to just take that weight off of your shoulders and to be able to move forward with problems in your life. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com wtf1. That's better help h e l p dot com slash WTF one. Okay. Tommy, we're flying through this podcast. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's
1: gonna be a Can you tell that it podcast? wasn't a great race and the FIA didn't screw up. Yeah, I know. No, um, Katie run <laughs> Shocking. Tommy, what's your three-word race review? Mine is Mexico deserves better. And this is about the circuit, which, in my opinion, you like vibes. Ten out of ten. The crowd. Ten out of ten. Mario band. Dad. Ten out of 10. ten. Check his dad. Love it. Love yeah, the vibe. Can we just talk about the car
2: elevator very quickly?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How Superb.
0: good is that F1 Mexican theme tune? I literally. Uh, it was after the race as well. We we're all feeling a bit deflated. What a terrible race. Then the music started playing. It was a great. I was the greatest day of my life again. I was like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, Karen, Tommy. But yes, the circuit. If you just take it as a track map. It's probably top three of the worst. It's absolutely awful, like genuinely an absolutely hideous track layout. It That's is how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shame. And yeah, the reason that I did the 3 hour race for your Mexico deserves better because you know, the fans are amazing. It's such a great party atmosphere. And we've just never really had a good race there. And you look at the the circuit and it's 90-degree turn, 90-degree turn, 90-degree turn boring it's like Tilka is worst where they do really slow sections that uh, are for the fans which is great because you know they get to see the cars for a long time but I don't know maybe it's because I'm old school but even if I went to a circuit I don't want to see cars going slow I go to Formula One to see fast cars <laughs> so it's just a terrible circuit and I absolutely hate it and I think they should change it and give the Mexican fans a better circuit.
0: Wow, someone's (laughs) put some truth serum in uh, Tommy's coffee this morning. Uh, Yeah, I I, I have to agree that Mexico, the the circuit needs changing. I don't, I feel like small changes could actually improve it quite a lot. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, turns two and three. You will have seen a video on the YouTube channel, actually, which is coming out very soon, just me talking about what I would change, but I'm going to talk to you about it right now as well. Turns two and three, get rid of it. Why have we got the chicane? No, get just put it in the bin. Instead, have a hard break and zone into turn one, which leads straight onto the next straight with the ne- another dose of DRS. It then... Lengthens the straight, allowing for more opportunity and overtaking and dive bombs into there. And because all that chicane does is shorten that part of the straight, and that means DRS is pretty much useless. Although we do see a, a couple of opportunities in, in there. But if you have a longer straight, we'll have even more opportunities. So I would do that. I would remove. I would lessen the angle of turn five. So then you've got the the, the mini straight, then the left, and then the right just before the Yuki uh, Daniel incident. That turn five is very very awful. Uh, it's just the most Awkward. It just looks horrendous. Like we're not even in the car, and I'm just watching the cars go around there. And it's just horrendous. So just less than the angle through there, which allows a bit more speed to go through there. And then maybe someone can do a Danny Rick dive bomb into Turn Six. But instead, Danny Rick was forced to do a dive bomb when, well, he wasn't forced, but he did a dive bomb in a place that shouldn't have happened. Also, the S's put some gravel in there. They they are the least that has got the least jeopardy in the world. Those S's. I don't know if it's the camera angle as well. The camera angles through there are terrible. It it doesn't give you any sense of how difficult those S's are. All we get to see are replays of Charles Leclerc being 45 degrees, and I go, oh, my God, no, not again. But those S's need gravel, in my opinion. I don't know if because of safety they don't have them or they just love tarmac. I don't know. But I would love to see gravel there. It gives a bit more jeopardy for if someone makes a mistake. And then the finally, the, the stadium se- section... It, I know why it's slow. As Tommy said, it's so that the fans get to see the cars for longer, so that they can charge a million pounds per ticket. But again, I, I actually don't enjoy really seeing cars go slowly. I don't know if it's just me. Let us know in the comments uh, if you're also an F one fan that wants to see them go flying past you rather than new, 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 and it's like forty miles an hour through the most awkward section of like it's literally it's not spectacular at all. No, it's not spectacular. They're,
1: they're struggling for traction. It's just. And I will happily
0: support what you said, Tommy, I think in the stream that, or maybe on Twitter, I can't remember what you did, but on, in that stadium section, I think it's worse than the Barcelona last chicane for how just horrible it is for cars to go through there. (laughs) Like I know it's amazing to have the amphitheater and I love the, the vibes and whatnot, but, and I know they probably do it for safety as well. You can't have the cars flying through there at 180
1: miles an hour because if there's a
0: crash, they could end up in the bloomin'. They got the pi- they've got like picnic
1: but, benches there and stuff, haven't they? And like a bar area. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So
0: look, as a as a racetrack, I understand there's the commercial side to it as well. And get it, but there's there's so much they could do with it that just require a few small tweaks and maybe we'll have a better Mexico City Grand Prix.
2: Perhaps, like you say, the track just doesn't allow allow for any overtaking. There's like the big sense of jeopardy going into turn one down that long straight, but after that. It's fairly routine and pretty dull. I will say, though, Formula E alert. Whoop, whoop, but um, when I used to cover Formula E, Mexico was like always one of my favorite tracks on the calendar because it always delivered a banger of a race. Whether that was like, I think it was 2017 was one of the crazier ones, two teammates coming together in that stadium section. Like it was really good. And then from the years after that, it was always, always a good race.
1: I can see why yeah it's a completely different circuit
2: it's a different circuit so it, it, but this is it. It, it's it not proves... the
1: same yeah
2: but it can can be yeah done. yeah
1: exactly so... they, they it's only half the circuit isn't it yeah it's like a mini oval it looks like I mean, it um be, you know the thing, thing you hang on circuit, your door but... like a do not disturb thing in a hotel look yeah. at the circuit map and tell me that's not what it is but yeah it looks like that so basically formula layout
2: yeah but i mean if it would probably make the times even shorter. <laughs>
1: Thirty-second lap. Yeah, yeah. It'd be
2: like sprint, but made for some great racing. So who knows? Just try yeah. it, Katie, like you try.
1: Katie. You're actually on something there because the the main thing is that you know people don't get to see the stadium like like the cars are slow that they want the stadium. They're gonna there's gonna be like six hundred laps if it's a thing. Yeah, they'll see them all the time, so oh they can't God. complain about. You know, not getting value for money then. Perfect. Katie, you've nailed it. Formulary e circuit next year, please.
2: Yeah, yeah. let's do it.
1: Bring your besties at the FAA.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. They're they
1: like, on the me. phone. <laughs> yeah, they're
0: definitely Katie's besties. Uh, I just want to say on a completely irrelevant note, we're all wearing black. Happy Halloween. Uh, this was accidental, uh, but here we are. Uh, for all your listeners, there you go. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> Picture next. It.
0: Question: I think we've kind of covered Kid Justice Twenty Ones, which was what changes to the track would you make to improve the racing? Uh, the Stadium section is a big problem. They say, completely agree. Uh, any other changes either of you would make for that?
1: Yeah.
2: Mariachi band. Big up
1: and start again. Wow, fair. I mean,
0: I'm sure they have enough money just to just to do that. Uh, <laughs> Keep may- the
2: cool podium though.
0: Maybe we we get the C closer as well. Like two thousand two hundred fifty meters away is a bit like it's not it's not good for it's not good
1: for slipstream is it so big down like it have it in a big like in the ground <laughs> they go underground <laughs> well they've already got the you know the pop-up thing so they could just do the opposite where they all go down yeah perfect look we're on to something uh why team w...
0: never contact us <laughs> team WTF on member e-flat major were the tire compounds c4 to c2 selected for this race too soft given that the whole grid had their heads in their hands on tires and forgot to think about racing and excitement uh, do you mean too hard Pretty sure they were too hard uh, too hard, yeah. Yeah,
1: not means. too soft. Yeah. Um yes. I think maybe they mean too uh, lenient in terms of soft.
0: Maybe. Mm-hmm. But George yeah. Russell, I think, said that they should have maybe been it should have been one step uh mm. the other way. So yeah, absolutely. Oh well, actually, no, uh, well, I did he I feel like he actually may have said they wanted them harder, so that it,
1: then there would have been less of a an offset or something between I think either either way, there needs to be some more jeopardy between the tires because it's not it's so hard to overtake. I mean, this kind of goes back to the circuit thing, but how Sergio Perez could not pass Hamilton when he was that much quicker just shows how bad this circuit is for, for passing and stuff. And you know, if we had maybe a bigger gap between the tires, so as soon as well, Daniel Ricardo is a perfect example, he was on soft tires when everyone else was on. One tires and it was great. So, you know, if there's half the grid doing that, then you get a much more exciting race. See, little C1, C3, C5. Lovely.
0: So, no up. one would use the C5s so and it would just be the C1 and the C3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or the other way around. Which one's the softest? C5? C5. C4. Oh, yeah. C4, C5. C5.
2: Yeah. yeah. C5. Okay. So, softest, no one would
0: use yeah. the C1. Anyway, that's confusing for some people. Uh but yes those are the tire steps of compound uh, that we're talking about but it was the C4 to C2 that were selected um for this particular race. Um yeah we we want to see two stop strategies. I think that's that's the dream isn't it? You know we don't we don't want to be seeing soft tires going 35 laps and things like that because it just ruins that element of strategy. And uh, there's been lots of talk over the years about oh, why don't we force two-stop strategies and things like that? No, just make the tyres degrade fast enough so that we, they have to do two-stop strategies. That's that's what we want to see. Uh, next question Septimus underscore II will Gasly change his driving to account for his penalty points? No, I think if anything, he'll have to just yeet someone off. Take the take Abu Dhabi BDL. off. Yeah, just <laughs> just just cross the pit exit line twice. Um a in yuki. Brazil, do a Yuki. If you're having a terrible race, especially, get banned for Abu Dhabi, early holiday. You get someone in
2: Nick uh, Nick DeVries can get his early yeah, date. Nick DeVries
0: can, can have a, a nice little Abu Dhabi outing. Perfect.
2: So Brazil, Gasly's got to do something.
0: but I'm not sure Alpha Tauri would allow that considering they want points and Gasly's going to Alpine next year. So I highly doubt they care. If anything, they would want him to preserve those 10 penalty points for next year when <laughs> Alpha Tauri are fighting Alpine and then maybe he gets banned. Big brain strats.
2: Smart. That is big brain strats. I mean, yeah, so Gasly's on 10 penalty points at the moment. Some m- might argue he should be on 11 because the move that he had with Stroll yesterday... Was forcing another driver off the track, which is punishable by two penalty points. And we're taking him up to 11. But he only. So, why was it one? Won? Because the FIA. Huh. Oh, uh, is
1: it? Do you remember when I wrote that piece that was like, someone? we'll never Everyone see a FIA ban? Do you remember when I read that piece that yeah. was like, we'll you never did. see a ban? And as, and I said, as soon as someone gets to the threshold where they nearly did, they'll be more lenient and they'll change the rules. There you go. You watch.
0: Gasly yeah. will get to 11 in Brazil and then. It'll be just like the WTF on podcast. He'll he'll wipe someone out, and they'll go half a point. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's true. Oh, I don't understand it, but um, I don't think any of these drivers will change their driving styles. If anything, they'll probably go back to the FIA and say, "Listen here, mate. Half of the things that you've given me penalty points for are stupid." You need to change the system. I don't need to change because these drivers don't think that there's anything wrong with them. Which is just some of the ways that the drivers have to think. They gotta be all about them, big ego, that kind of thing. Um, But yeah, it is. I mean, it is concerning that he's so close. But no, he he won't change his driving style at all to change that. So
1: the concerning thing as well is how long it is till it resets. Twenty second of May, twenty twenty three. And as we Get said, he's diary. got to race Ocon uh, uh, as a teammate for that as well. So, eesh, uh, not not looking great for Gasly. I mean, if you look at the reasons why in this wonderful article by Katie Fairman about why I people have their, their penalty points. But Spain, he got two for a collision with Stroll. Um, Austria, he got two for a collision with Vettel. So, yeah, two points for all the collisions. Um, one point in Austria for leaving the track without uh justifiable reason multiple times two in japan for speeding under red flag and two in america for the safety car infringement and then one for uh mexico so yeah not not looking great for gasly Um, i guess technically it wasn't contact
0: was it It was strong so it was just forcing a driver off the track which yeah maybe they thought it was a bit more
1: lenient but again, it is that thing of you just absolutely send it, do an illegal overtake, and then he had five seconds in the bag by like four laps. It's just actually so much easier. It wasn't, to do it. wasn't it quite understand. that quick, but it was. It was. There was yeah, he was. Nothing he was clear going for it.
2: on either. Yeah. Why did it take the FIA so long to decide a thing? Maybe Tactical they were just
1: like is the way. stretching yeah, it out. So much was going like... on
2: yeah there's nothing else happening i'm just gonna just take a just deciding this one because we'll probably not get anything else for the rest of the race Look, things
0: that are so slam dunk like that i just think they should get on the blower and go give the place back that that's what you should have to do that it just it just doesn't make much sense because if you're a much faster car you can just do what you want i know he didn't mean to he locked up but he can just decide to drive off and that's more beneficial to his race than giving the position back but that's just me and wanting to see more racing probably um Moving on now to Jones RF eight seven three. What's up with Alonso's luck? <laughs> Alonso has had horrendous luck this year. There has actually been a list of all the things that <laughs> yes. have gone wrong with him this year, which I'll I'll, I'll run you. I've through. I've got
1: the list. Have you got it? A... I've got the list. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's insane.
0: So Alonso's twenty twenty two season in Bahrain, he had an engine problem. In Saudi, he had an engine problem first DNF in Australia he had a hydraulic failure in qualifying bad luck with safety car in the race uh, this is from jaseki 100 on reddit by the way uh, in imola it was hit by schumacher second DNF uh, in miami slow pit stop loses points with two ridiculous post race penalties in spain traffic in last qualifying attempt f- and gets fourth engine uh, canada engine problem bad luck with two virtual safety cars loses points with a ridiculous penalty in silverstone couldn't do the last quali run in austria broken flooring quali electrical problem in the sprint race did not start takes his fifth engine mechanical problem at the pit stop uh, Spa hit by hamilton in the race damaged car uh he was blocked in q2 at zanvor and then eliminated uh in monza engine problem third dnf uh and then singapore engine problem fourth dnf <laughs> In Japan, poor race strategy, losing positions with two late pit stops. Uh, and then again in Cota takes his sixth engine, grid penalty, hit by stroll, damaged car. Well, I mean, that was a big hit. And then last but not least
1: in Mexico, engine problem and his fifth DNF. What a joke And he's only ladders he walked under. I know. Eleven points by knock-on in the title as well. Is that
0: all he is? Eleven yeah. points behind after all of
2: that. <laughs>
1: wow yeah he'd be best of the rest wouldn't he probably without that he's been brilliant he has been brilliant this year and it is funny because Alonso now has just I mean at the end of the day doesn't care he's already burnt his bridge with Alpine because he mentioned obviously the way he handled um his move with Aston Martin and stuff but yeah he's very much now in the media being like oh it's it's only ever one car that breaks down and stuff and saying all this kind of thing which is quite funny
2: I'm going to get absolutely roasted here by the Alonso fans. But do we think that maybe the reason...
1: <laughs> is get- his driving he- style.
2: Well, do you think maybe he's pushing the car too far and that's why it keeps breaking?
1: No. Alonso's or do you think too it's just- good. He's too quick. Yeah,
2: he's just... <laughs> too magic. But yeah. uh, is- I, I'm I really feel it. for him because mm-hmm. it is an absolute joke. And it does always seem to be like almost his side on of the garage. I'm not trying to say that there's anything going on behind the scenes before people come at me for that. But yeah, it was funny. Like I said on this podcast before, I live with my brother. He's a huge Alonso fan. He knew instantly, as soon as there was that move with Ocon and was it Bottas or something going past? And it was like Alonso's car's ruined. Like yeah, there's yeah, something wrong with his manager. You know? I said it
1: as well. Yeah. yeah. He was like,
2: something's wrong. Yeah, and then sure doesn't get
1: enough. <laughs> Bottas doesn't pass anyone No, no yeah, so When Bottas overtakes someone You know that the other car's got a problem <laughs> Oh no um, <laughs> It's not far yeah. from the truth is it No mm. But yeah Alonso Oh god Just Such poor Poor lucky He was on to finish Best of the rest again Bag a load of points And um, nah, you know, It wouldn't have just been Danny shocking. Rick um, Yeah maybe not Danny Rick I don't Danny Rick was a, a boost Yeah but he, he was on for uh, another chunk on, of yeah. points, and so many, like you say, have been taken taken off him through no fault of his own. And it's just painful because he has been one of the drivers of the, the season.
0: And it's really annoying as well. Without these problems, without mm. half of these problems, Tommy would be spending a lot of money on Alpine merch right now for P4 yeah. in the championship.
1: I mean, How far, what's merch, the difference in points? It. It's not very much now, is it? Now, Danny Rick Scott, let's have a look. Uh, du, 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 seven. Only seven behind. How? Wait. So McLaren are seven behind Alpine. Alpine. How is it only oh. seven points with that car that Alpine have compared to McLaren? Wild. Yeah, wow. been so- racing one car essentially. But they they always say that like. They've been racing one car because Danny Rick's not been there, but I guess it has actually just been Lando versus Ocon a lot of the time because yeah. clearly Fernando's car is on braking all the time. So mm.
0: Yeah, sad times. Hopefully Fernando Alonso will get a bit more luck. Oh, wait, he's going to Aston Martin next year. Okay, right. Let's move on to our favourite part of the show. It's jingle time. Tommy, have you got
1: the ABCDF1 jingle? I ready? have. And shout out to Miriam who has sent us this jingle. It is Mexican-themed. Love to see it. Good. That's what we wanted. Hello, Matt, Tommy, and Katie. Greetings from Mexico. A simple and last-minute addition. I'm not that skilled when it comes to sound mixing, but I want you guys to have a jingle for the Mexican Grand Prix. This is the music for a song that I safely say every Mexican knows. It's called... Chialito Lindo. I hope I said that right. Uh, The song's main theme is basically sing and don't cry because singing makes the heart happier, which kind of applies to Matt this year with his Ferrari journey. Hope you have a lovely day and thank you for all that you do. Right, here we go. Thank you. Right, let's do it.
0: A. B. C. D. D E. F. C. D. E. F. Love <laughs> I, I love the one. I love that. one. Brilliant. Thank you. And that was Mi- Miriam. Miriam. Miriam Sanchez. Miriam. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you very much, much. Uh, for that submission. And if you want to get your submission in for the final couple of races this season, get them in. Uh, what is the uh, website? Podcast. The website email?
1: <laughs> Podcast at WTF1.com.
0: Send in your jingles for the final two. Well, actually, Tommy's got one to do either for Brazil or Abu Dhabi. Oh, so yes.
1: maybe it's Abu Dhabi. But that's not actually happening, is it?
2: Yeah. What do you mean? It is. You
1: promised. Oh.
0: You I literally, like a, you studied da, 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 da. music for your degree. Oh. You have to use it at some
1: point. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know. I did the guitar during the live stream. No. So, yeah, that's, no, no, no. That's, <laughs> so, yeah You that's promised solid. it on the podcast. You said I'd yeah. do one. Sorry, okay.
2: Do it for Abu Dhabi. So you got one chance to submit... A podcast jingle for
0: Brazil. Okay. You can have an Abu Dhabi one as well because Tommy's one's probably going to be done live and it's going to be terrible because uh, he would have forgotten <laughs> and then I would go, Tommy, where's the jingle? And he'll go, oh God, I'll have to do it now. Anyway, right. ABCDF one time. Let's get into it. Lewis Hamilton. Hey. A. A, yeah. Yeah. A from us and an A from the fans. George Russell, B. B. boy. Ah, B from us and a B from the fans. Max Verstappen,
2: A-star. Yep. A-star. A
0: star. Yep. A star. The easiest A star. I mean, there's been a lot of easy A stars, hasn't there, for for uh, for Max this year. Uh moving on now to Sergio Perez. A,
2: a. Yeah, a. got a bit um mugged off by the slow pit stop as well. He was saying he think he could be second without that. So
0: yeah, it's a fair. It's difficult to overtake, but I think that's a fair shout. It was, what was it, five second pit stop or something?
1: Mm.
2: Uh, but oh, yeah, I so...
1: sorry, I'd have loved to have seen it. Um, uh, Perez's been behind, and then because everyone, the whole conversation for the last 40 laps would have been, is the going to slow down at the line and let him win? Would have been
2: interesting yeah. to see. God, the answer I would have was muted no.
0: The television, if that was the case. Um, so yeah, A from us and an A from the fans. Charles Leclerc, C. C.
1: We have not spoken about Charles Leclerc. Sorry, Matt. Cover I don't want to. There's nothing. There's no point. There, uh, yeah, what a strange race. Never, never seen a race like that from him. Like this year, where you know, he's, even when he's had his mistakes and crashed out or whatever, they've been he's been quick. He's been really quick and stuff. But I know Ferrari weren't in the um, best of positions, and there's talk of that they had engine troubles and things like that, but. I think that's the first race this year, def- I would say, definitely, where science has just beaten him outright on pace. Mm. Very strange. Um. Yeah, C.
2: Yeah, I'm going for a C as well. Just sort of anonymous, really. Apart yeah. from his crash in FP2.
0: And I've just seen that Formula One have actually posted uh, his stats because he had his 100th race uh, this weekend.
2: Oh, uh, no! 100,
0: 100 starts, five wins. 18 pole positions, oh, seven fastest laps, 23 podiums, and 835 points. It's not the worst, uh, but that that poll to <laughs> win it. ratio yeah, is mad, isn't it? quite something. But yeah, very, very poor from Leclerc. I'd have to say this. this We don't usually see signs outperforming the entire weekend, but that's what happened. Mm. Uh, so yeah, C from us and a C from the fans. Carlos Sines, uh, I'm going to give him a B.
1: Yeah, B.
2: Yeah, B.
0: B from us and a B from the fans. Lando Norris. B. B? B? B. Yes, B.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll go for a B. Okay, a B from us and a B from the fans. Daniel Ricciardo. A. F. That's,
2: That's not, not funny, not Because he
0: took out yeah. Yuki. Yay. Yeah.
2: I can't give him an A star because of the situation. No, you absolutely
0: cannot give
1: him an A star. I know. I can't give him an A star, but...
2: I'm gonna get no, <laughs> no A, but hi A.
1: How, how do you feel that he's uh, been dishing out merch to all the Mercedes guys? And I'm so annoyed. To, to you. Do you
2: do you think Oops. I should give him a nudge on Instagram yeah. and say no. hello? Oh
0: no! If he's Your not open to a message, he doesn't I want to give, to give talk you an, to an answer. answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh an dear. Hi there. Uh, I know you're busy. Uh,
2: could you? Great result, by the way but um, where the hell's my merch?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not sure how that would go down. Um, but yes, well done, Daniel Ricciardo. A. And an A mm. from the fans as well. Uh, Fernando Alonso. A. Hey. Would have been. Would have been. Would have been an would A. It, would, would have given. No, I wouldn't have given an A. B. Not for. Where
2: do you think you would have finished? Eighth?
0: I think he would have finished eighth and I would not have given him an A for that, I don't think. No. This is what happens when all the top teams finish the race. Mm, I, I'll go for a B. You You're sticking with the name, you found. A B is yeah. still good, I think. It is. It literally is above average. So, well, done. <laughs> B, B is the definition of good, yeah. So, a B from us and a B from the fans, you fanboy, Tommy. Uh, Esteban Ocon, B. B. Yeah, B. Oh, you're giving Ocon a B then? Alonso would have beaten him. I can't double <laughs> yeah, B from us and the B from the fans. Uh, Pierre Gasly.
2: When are we? By the way, when are we going to have the conversation about Pierre?
1: What about this?
2: his season has just been awful. Yeah,
1: spiral. Yuki
2: anonymous. Yuki is like okay. consistently beating him. Either having better times in quali, doing better in the race. I think Gasly's, Gasly's completely lost like, his
1: head now. I think I don't he's, know what's he's going on so frustrated with everything at Alpha AlphaTauri and he just wants to get out of there and uh, you know I saw a lot of people saying oh I can't believe Gasly's the one on this many penalty points and I can't believe he's this close to a ban because he doesn't seem like a dirty driver which I agree he's not a dirty driver but I think he's had a very clumsy season with a lot mm. of incidents so yeah, yeah it's is I feel like if is. it was
2: another driver, people would be constantly like, oh, look, he's washed, he's at the back, his teammate's really beating him. But there's just nobody saying it. I'm not saying we should jump on it and everybody should say it, but he seems to be getting away quite scot-free with the season he's actually having because it's pretty bad.
0: This is what happens when you're not really anywhere, well kind of on the skirts of the uh, mm. sort of ninth I'm not, the, sort car's of not yeah. the car's not there either the car's not as good not. as it
2: was last year so the comparison yeah. between 21 and 22 isn't really comparable but yeah anyway I'm going to give him
0: a
1: C sorry
2: yeah oh. C no actually no D, you, I, said no, D. I reckon
1: D. a D yeah. yeah I reckon a D really for 11th ele- yeah because his own mistake and the penalty he should have got points
2: okay
0: D from us and a C from the fans Yuki Tsunoda? B. C. B.
1: B. Yeah. Why? Where would he have finished? Well, head of Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> no, he would have got him afterwards, but he was running all right. Um, had a good weekend, team, beat right. Gasly okay. and qualifying again. Decent. Okay. All
0: right. B from us and a C from the fans. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, Aston Martin were nowhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a good old C. C.
1: Yeah. Aston were in anonymous weren't they after essentially that they've been flying up the championship table out of nowhere recently mm. and then just had a shocker so yeah
0: not good not yeah, good c. yep c from us and a c from the fans lance troll c, c. Mm.
2: Yep. yeah
0: c. c from us and see from the fans Nicholas latifi this is not, not even like joking this is an f mm.
1: yeah it's not even like her banter f like he got lapped by his teammate
2: yeah <laughs> Did he get, like, like lost or off. something? Yeah.
1: He was he's so doing the, doing in the Formula E circuit, and they weren't counting his laps because it was... Uh,
2: oh, babe. He wasn't he going the sector time.
0: <laughs> oh, It's so sarcastic, isn't it? It's amazing. Um, <laughs> yes, let's uh, see if he does actually deserve a full-blown F for that. That was shocking. I don't care what tire strategy he was on. To finish, like, 55 seconds off the back of 17th is an absolute disgrace. Um
2: did you see so he... the picture that we tweeted, by the way? Well, it was like Sunday before the race and it was of a fan with a cardboard cutout of a goat with Latifi's head on it and it had goat written on it and he signed it and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, sweet. He looks about eight foot four in this picture. I don't know how small the person is next to him, but he was like, she, you could put two, her, like two of her and it would be the same height as Latifi. I don't know what's yeah, going on Yeah, I don't think there. Latifi's
0: that tall. I think he's, I mean, he's an F1 driver. He can't be... That's that true, that would be... <laughs> um, <so laughs> Maybe that's, that's where a he's a very, going wrong. A <laughs> uh, small fan, but uh, yeah. F from us and an F from the fans. Albin, a.
1: A. be, Yeah, B. B, yeah. Oh, so unlucky not, was really
2: lucky. Well, unlucky not to get a point.
1: It oh. was really unlucky not to get a point because he was chasing down... He made a mistake, didn't he? he made a mistake. Yeah, it's a shame. Mm.
0: Shame, but uh, still a decent performance. So yeah. B from us and a B from the fans. Valtteri Bottas... I am conflicted because oh. I feel like he bottled a very <laughs> good opportunity
1: for a re- a great result. To be honest, um, can can we just talk about how he is the most frustrating driver to watch, to watch in yeah. history? His quality, I I think that race we saw, we basically saw Mercedes Bottas of everything that was so frustrating for him. That his qualifying pace is phenomenal, and like say, you know, he could beat Hamilton on his day in qualifying. But the guy's racecraft, he just doesn't have that killer instinct to make an overtake. And it cost him. It was, you know, you're watching him think like where he could have finished if he'd have just been more committed and made overtakes and got through the pack. And he must have lost so much time just sitting behind cars for ages. And then, you know, what the Alpha's like in terms of like how easy it is to break down as well. It was... Oh, it was very frustrating to watch, very frustrating to watch, but I think he's I'm saved by his quality a, performance. Yeah, I'm going to give him a, a, B. a B. Yeah.
2: I think that's fair. It's frustrating because I know that Bottas has it in him. Like One of the races of his career was Monza in 2021, where he took the engine penalty, started at the back, and then came all the way through the grid and finished third. And although Verstappen and Hamilton, you know, took each other out in that race, like that was such a good race, and it showed that he can do it. I when know Monza may, he's might got, not be in the most <laughs> easiest, really, yeah, in a
1: Monza, yeah,
2: yeah. In, in Monza. But he must have had to pull some overtaking moves there. And it's just, I just get so annoyed because I'm like, with well, Valtry, you could have had a really good result there, but yeah i think b is fair
0: alas it did not happen for bottas uh, b from us and a b from the fans where are we i've lost it uh one you oh, i think quite so an anonymous i'll go see
2: he had a lot of issues with his car that meant that his practice was hampered so i'm gonna go see
1: I think I'll it a, um, he was seven-tenths off his teammate in qualifying. It's quite a big margin. I know like he's been doing a lot better recently, but that was...
0: I'm going to go with a C. I feel like D's maybe a little bit too harsh. C, yeah, so, Tommy. Uh, C from us <laughs> and a C from the fans. Now we get on to Haas. I don't think oh, I ever saw them in God. the race. Horrendous. They are genuinely going to finish ninth, aren't they? They're going to finish ninth in the Constructors, which is... Um Shocking. quite ridiculous considering how good they start uh, or how well they started the season. Uh it's just it's gonna be a pair of D's for me for Mick and, and Kevin.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair.
0: I know that they probably just didn't have the pace, but also dreadful. Like K Mag <laughs> was behind Latifi at one point. Which mm-hmm. um not ideal. So a pair yeah. of D's and a pair of C's from the fans. Uh okay, Mexican Grand Prix predictions. Vettel top ten in the race. No. Collision in the first three laps. Now, was there any
2: <laughs> any no. sort of
0: any debris?
2: Nick debris. Any any
0: anything? <laughs> no. Nothing it was, happened. It
1: was really until clean. 51. It
0: was really clean. <laughs> Katie, what were your two?
2: I said both Mercedes in the top five. Oh well. done. Okay. <laughs> and Bottas' best result of the season, so that's a no. well, yeah.
1: That was looking like, was... like a worldie. I know. Was I don't... I...
2: It was just coincidence that at that point, I t- tuned into you guys on Twitch, and you were like, oh, I bet Katie's in the chat being really smug about her and Bottas' prediction. And it was just at that moment that I logged in and put I am the goat or something stupid in the <laughs> chat, and I was like, oh, okay. No, that doesn't look too good. But yeah, it did look a good start, mm.
0: but... It was a fantastic Last. prediction after qualifying, wasn't it? Um, mm. But then again, it's, it would have required a Red Bull or Mercedes or a Ferrari conking yeah. out. Uh, Tommy,
1: your two, please. I went for a driver who wears a branded Mexican wrestling mask, which didn't happen, I don't think.
2: He didn't know. There were fans the with fans
1: were, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, believe that. Specific. Mate, you
2: should have just said, where's Joe Guan Yu was last? wearing
1: one, but it wasn't branded. I, no.
2: Also, yeah. the amount of people that tagged me in things because it seemed like a prediction that I would make was amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like, Katie, one point for you. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet, but that wasn't actually my prediction. But thanks anyway. <laughs> uh,
1: and I went for Russell involved in another collision, which he did collide with his engineer over what strategy he should have been on. So... <laughs> that's half a point.
0: Wow, that is a big stretch, isn't it? That's a reach. That's that's going in the notes for the uh, person (laughs) that does the uh, prediction points. Tommy tries to... (laughs) (laughs) Zero points for Tommy. Uh, Right, the fans. Mega versus Primus. Checo win. No. Mimi Hopi, a new winner. No. Phoenix 84, the FIA has another disaster. No, we've had shockers here. Brazil predictions. uh, Verstappen wins both races I've gone for and Stroll out qualifies Vettel.
2: Woo, old time's sake. Let's go. Lovely. I've gone for a Mercedes win, which I feel like one of us has predicted over the last few races, but Interlagos... Another circuit that's maybe a little higher altitude than normal and all that kind of stuff, so we'll see. And then I've said Hamilton is celebrated at the circuit somehow, whether he gets a corner named after him, maybe a grandstand. Celebrated at the
1: circuit. Are you going to demand half a point when you (laughs) see one fan in Hamilton (laughs) (laughs) merchandise? And you're like, there (gasps) he is, he's being celebrated.
2: Well, he got his, It was it like a Brazilian citizenship or something like that earlier this year? And I just feel that maybe they'll do something to make it like a permanent addition I I I nearly
1: went for this but knew you'd go for it that one Yeah. Well, I I was going to say that you know when they have their names on the car and then a little flag I reckon on the Mercedes they're going to put a Brazilian flag but that's not your prediction that's not my prediction I'm just putting (laughs) that into the atmosphere Uh, (laughs) my my, my, uh, prediction is there'll be a different sprint winner Mm, to the main race we have got a sprint and uh, Latifi won't be P20 in quali that's,
2: that's bold, bold. <laughs> yeah. but no.
1: The thing is, you know,
0: yeah, but there's a big straight, and you know that William's gonna be a bit beefy, don't you? That's what you're saying, right? But it you're is, gonna, but it is Nicholas Latifi polite, at the same time, Latifi, so it, yes. Mm. Okay, and that doesn't, by the way, timings. If there, yeah, anyone has yeah, a I know penalty, what you're gonna say, yeah, yeah, that, yeah I don't, yeah, right, don't worry, don't worry. All right, if someone doesn't go out because they've got a 500-place grid penalty. Oh, yeah. damn it. Okay, uh, fan. Wow, we always go with Mega versus Primus. Is that is this a thing, Tommy? You're just just gonna going to keep going with the deal. same fan? Uh, he's this... kind of,
1: he, he just pops up. He's teamed over TF1, so we'll allow it. Yeah, okay. Mega versus Primus. <laughs> it's a fan <laughs> prediction every week.
0: Uh, a collision during the sprint. Jones, RF873, Alban in the points, and Dave DeRock, rain. That's what it says. A good <laughs> Rain. Shout. I hope uh, it's rain at some point. Uh, do, we, do we? Do we, now? we? Do we want rain anymore? I don't know. It's a little, True, but I just think
2: back Mexican. to when it there was raining rain. in Interlagos yeah, and, ha- and Verstappen delivered that absolute masterclass. That was good.
1: That so was what you're saying is we prosper. need a Max Verstappen masterclass?
2: No, actually, I yeah. take it back. I hope it's bone dry.
1: We won't have had one for two weeks uh, by then, so.
2: True. <laughs>
1: wrap that cape around your head right <laughs> tell me final thoughts mm, <laughs> my final thoughts are shout out to that guy in the nascar race because all my days that is yes. the greatest overtake i've ever seen but also just flat out cheating um and it's allowed for apparently but yeah guy in a nascar race if you've ever played uh when you're like a young kid and you drive at monaco on the f1 game and you just wall ride around the track but basically this guy um needed to finish in uh the top few positions and get enough points to go into the kind of championship decider and it got round to the final corner it was on an oval and he just drove drove into the wall at full speed and obviously the momentum just took him round the outside of everyone as they had to slow and take the corner properly and he just made up five places and uh got the points he needed to progress into the shootout so legendary behavior and now i'm looking forward to nascar where everyone tries to see it on the last lap it's i was gonna say carnage.
0: everyone's <laughs> gonna do that now aren't they it's just mad maybe they'll well, actually
1: no, yeah they're gonna have to ban gonna it. say maybe they ban it but it's
0: also nascar and they, mm, they're celebrating they it, yeah. it like it's the greatest thing they've ever seen um does kind of it's slightly concerning that that wall if it just had a slight indentation or something where just you know that that car could just come spearing out but uh, maybe he had uh, assessed that wall before he did it uh, before this, the race
1: it's like the kind of thing that we said in f1 if you like get a corner cut penalty and it's like a five second penalty but you just cut, cut the whole track on that one and go past everyone or say there's like a safety car finish and you just go for it and uh, beat everyone and then you're like oh it's only five seconds and then you win it's kind of like that yeah it was great it uh... was funny Lovely stuff. Katie, final thoughts?
2: My final thoughts is we had Jack Dewan make his F1 weekend debut with Alpine. Unfortunately, cut a bit short. But a really wholesome story, which I learned over the weekend, was that Michael Schumacher actually gifted Jack his first go-kart. So we have Michael Schumacher to thank for um, Jack Dewan being in FP1. I mean, Jack Dewan's dad, Mick, is like the goat of two wheels McDuan. um but he said that yeah he was had a cart gifted to him by michael schumacher because he and my dad were quite close friends uh they were neighbors in monaco so i think he came out early one time to our home um we had a go kart track there so he gifted a cart to me and my sister and so yeah that's how he got into his love of karting And then he was doing an FP1 session. So I think that's just quite a nice little wholesome story to end on. And also by the annual.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And also,
0: yes, you can pre-order the annual uh, and get
1: it before Christmas. You just reminded me of something. Did you see that uh, Logan Sargent There's rumours that he missed, uh, because he had the problem in practice, he missed getting the one super licence point for the The session by like one lap? yeah it's four Which, kilometers I think, and obviously he's obviously he's still not got them yet so could it be crucial
0: just go out and do one lap and then come mm. back in and then swap over um yeah i wanted to question katie uh mick doing the goat of two wheels uh, are we disrespecting valentino rossi here or
2: one of the goats of yeah. two wheels yeah, we've just Sorry opened up before. a
0: two-wheel debate on a formula one <laughs> podcast this is this is oh, uh, disgraceful Okay. yeah i love mark marquez as well so marquez
2: <laughs> but he has got a lot of MotoGP titles so. he did yeah he does
0: um and my final thoughts are i'm looking for <laughs> <laughs> to brazil
1: because it's a banger
0: yeah yeah i am uh brazil should be an awesome race uh that's what i'm hoping for anyway i know that i've said verstappen will win both races but you know what i'm like with my predictions and what i say online and what i put into the atmosphere so uh, fingers crossed we'll get a crazy race and maybe sebastian vettel wins that's what i'm 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 hoping I'm for, for yeah or a little daniel ricardo p2 uh who should we go for p wins by six laps no I think Latifi gets P3 Um, you know just all the drivers that basically aren't racing next year Uh, right and that's the penultimate race of those drivers' careers in Formula Stop 1. Stop it. That's, Stop saying yeah, that. Yeah, that's quite uh. mad. Right, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you every, every, much. Thank you <laughs> every much, much. Thank you everyone for, for watching and or listening. Uh, and please do give us a five-star review if you haven't already. Remember, we choose one to read out at the start of the podcast. Thank you, as always, for all the support. Hashtag WTF1Podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion. Pre-order the annual if you fancy it. Uh, Katie's doing a lot of work uh, as are a lot of other people behind the scenes Uh, so make sure you go and check that out and that is it we'll see you very soon in two weeks time for the Brazil post-race podcast
1: bye 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 happy Halloween
2: happy Halloween (laughs) if this goes out tomorrow
1: oh yeah happy post-Halloween
0: happy first November happy
2: Christmas happy something